Welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show number 169. Where each week we have a different story to talk about. It could be a comic book, could be a movie, it could be a manga, it could be something else. We read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do, and then we come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am back, and I am joined yeah. by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good, Kyle. It's good to have you back on the show. Yeah, thank you for holding the fort down while I was on vacation. Uh, yeah, we had to do some to fun episodes. Hosts that uh, got to come on and guest on the show and help help keep us afloat. Uh, I I appreciate it a lot. So thank you to every to everyone uh, who helped out, and thank you to Melissa for soldiering through. You guys covered all all <laughs> sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was a good variety. And I think it was mm -hmm. all stuff that you would have had an interest in. It all felt still within the oh, yeah. the the typical review show habits. We did some comics. Mm -hmm. We did we watched Maniac, which I think you did pitch to me when it first came out and I don't know I, why I didn't pick it back then, but I had fun watching it this it, time. I think a long time ago. Yeah, I've I've seen it. Uh, so I, I know that I liked it and it's good, 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 good. Um, but yeah, uh, there you go. This week, however, uh, we are here to talk about Princess Jellyfish, uh, mm -hmm. a manga, uh, which I, be I believe there's an anime adaption as well. Yeah. Um, that I've, I've seen floating around there, but this is a manga written by Akiko Higashimura and published by Kodansha. Um, and I've seen this around here and there. Um, I started reading this while I was out on my vacation. Uh, mm -hmm. I got back last Thursday night and it is Sunday morning now. Um, and it was a good relaxing read. It, it, mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't something that I had to like stress myself out of like, oh God, I have to watch this whole thing or like finish this whole, the whole but it was yeah it was a good calm relaxing read yeah pretty quick read mm -hmm. um yeah so i i had pitched like a grab bag of manga uh stuff i've i felt like it had been a while since we did a manga on the show mm. uh and you ended up picking princess jellyfish what made you want to pick this one I think I've seen the first episode or two of this anime. I think a friend showed me this several years ago. Okay. And I remember being cute. I like the premise. Uh, you know, I, I always go for an anime story that is about adults. <laughs> yes, you're a big fan of that. I can get burned out on high school stories pretty easily. So I'll grab for the ones that are just about adult relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I I had seen this floating around. I think on Hulu is where I had seen mm. it. It's streaming, uh, so I knew that there was in in I knew that there was in anime 
that was floating around out mm. there. Uh, but I had never really taken an interest in this. And as I was just scrolling through Comixology Unlimited, where we read this, I was like, oh, I think I've seen that one before. Mm. So I clicked on that and was like, yeah, this will be one of the ones that I pitch. Uh, especially since it was one that uh, I felt like was going to be a little bit out of my comfort zone. Just like I wouldn't normally read this on my own. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was an, an interesting choice. So that is what we did. We ended up reading the first two volumes available on Comixology Unlimited. However, you should know that that covers the first four volumes uh, if you are reading along uh, on mm. some other location. Um, yeah, because I guess Comixology does the like two in one huh. volumes. Um, so you read a good, good chunk of this, like a good initial chunk um, mm -hmm. of this stuff. Melissa, what did you think? Now that we've read the first handful of volumes of Princess Jellyfish, what did you think? This was fun. This was as cute as I remembered it. I think the the characters are pretty endearing. The art style is mm -hmm. very well done. You know, for being a series that is centered around fashion, there's so many outfits in it. That was a great part of it, just to oh, yeah. see all these different outfits every time. <laughs> there's a lot of work put into it, and it really shows. Yeah, it's it's a pleasant read. I thought it was sweet. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, yeah. I think the more I read of the story, the more I got into it. Like there were certain things that were starting to be like, OK, I kind of want to know where this story is yeah. going or what they're going to do beyond this initial story. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I think I think at first it was. I don't want to say light on content, uh, uh -huh. but it it it. It, it felt like it wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah. Quickly. And and <laughs> I, I just I hadn't really been hooked into the characters yet. So I, it, it took a little bit for me to get interested. Um, and there's for something that is so kind of focused on these handful of relationships it it does kind of skip around a lot and be like okay what's going on over here and what's yeah. going on over there and here and there um and i i i kind of felt like it it almost didn't dig into some of that stuff enough like i mm. it, 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 like a lot of what was written was like okay i'm just starting to get into this okay and then they switched scenes <laughs> and so it felt like it was teasing me um the entire time but yeah the more i read i think the more i was like you know what this isn't so bad the, this is pretty pleasant and relaxing uh and good good enjoyable read mm -hmm. good stuff indeed um speaking of jellyfish and stuff like that one of the things that i did while i was on my vacations yeah. i got to go to an aquarium and i got to see mm -hmm. some jellyfish uh that was not planned uh that we would then read princess <laughs> jellyfish uh but yeah i uh got to see some je jellyfish up close and personal uh Ooh. They, they they had uh, like a whole bunch of like fancy lights in them so, like 
red lights and green lights, like all, all the stuff that uh. I have here in my po- po- podcast. And they had all <laughs> sorts of fancy stuff. And so it, it looked neat. Um, it looked neat as they were just floating, floating and spinning and doing all sorts of stuff there. So it was good. When was the last time you went to an aquarium? Oh, I went to Shed Aquarium in Chicago uh, in 2018, I think. Like, first okay. year I started this show. Yeah. Interesting. We've got a, a new aquarium that's opened up here in St. Louis, downtown. I haven't been to it yet. It's on, it's on my list to eventually get to. I think I've been to an aquarium once before on, like, a school thing or maybe, like, a, like a church thing. I don't know. Uh, but it was a long time ago, and I didn't really care uh, for it. So I feel I feel like this was my first like true aquarium experience of just like I I got to go, I got to see sharks, I got to see big fish, small fish, funny looking fish, all sorts of yeah. stuff. Yeah, funny looking fish are the best fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Good fish stuff. I've seen at an aquarium is called the paddlefish, I think. And it looks like a swordfish, but if that sword got like slammed in a door, it's like it has like a big spatula at the end of its nose. I like think it's I a saw swordfish, but it's like flattened out. It's not pointy. It's real weird looking. <laughs> yeah. Fish are interesting creatures. They're uh mm-hmm. strange, to say the least. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, uh, let's see. I think with that, we will get into a synopsis uh, of the the book, a brief synopsis, uh, and then we will get into our housekeeping and spoilers after that. Uh, Melissa, do you want to help me out with the uh, synopsis of this one? Yeah, this story is about uh, a young lady named Tsukimi who is obsessed with jellyfish. When she was a little girl, her mom took her to an aquarium and showed her the jellyfish and talked about how their their tentacles looked like lace. It looked like a princess dress. And she's like, Tsukimi, when you grow up and you get married, I'm going to make you a wedding dress that looks like this jellyfish. You're going to look like a real princess. And and then her mom died and you know, when she was a kid. And now she's like oh, 18, 19, 20 years old, still obsessed yeah. with jellyfish, carries that memory very close to her. And she lives in this uh, apartment complex with these other otaku women, like single otaku women who don't have jobs. They're not in school. (laughs) They just sort of live off of odd little tasks and their parents money. And like they this is a safe place for them where they can all go. (laughs) They can all be as deep into their obsession as they want to be. And they're there to support each other. And still not get jobs or boyfriends or anything. No boys allowed. And she's, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the owner of the apartment complex is this uh, manga artist who never comes out and only like sends notes on like a slip of paper shoved underneath the door. I thought she was one of the tenants <laughs> too. Is she the one that owns the building? Because I, I thought I thought it was the one that was into all the kimonos. It was her mother that owned it. Yeah, yeah, that manga artist is the kimono woman's mom. And so I think really? the manga artist like owns the building. Yeah. And I she didn't catch um that, huh? Yeah, her mother is the owner of the building, uh but is rarely present. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Chico is the woman in the uh kimonos and she's more like the the day-to-day manager of the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
you know, the the owner of the building is like uh, no man allowed. And they're like, well, what if somebody brought in a man? What would be the penalty? And the note comes out from under the door death. and it just says death. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tsukimi is out one day. She sees a jellyfish in a little tank at like a, a pet store or something like that. And she's like, oh, my God, you can't put those two jellyfish in the same tank. One of them is going to kill the other. She's freaking out, but she's like too nervous to talk to the store clerk until this beautiful woman shows up and sees that she's nervous and helps her like, no, do you think there's a problem with that jellyfish? We'll go talk to him. We'll get the jellyfish out of there. And so she thinks she's found this, uh, this, this beautiful, fashionable woman, a stylish as all the <laughs> members yep. of this apartment complex they call like them. They're terrified of the stylish. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, I was able to talk to the stylish woman and the woman, like, you know, helps her bring the jellyfish home. And it turns out this is uh, a man. This is a young man named Karano Suke, who is just loves women's clothing. He loves fashion. He loves women's clothing. He's yeah. wigs. He loves makeup. And he was not did, saying he was a woman. Uh, Sukimi just mistook him. <laughs> yeah. get back to her place and he like takes off his wig or something and she's like oh no oh no I've brought a boy in here I will be killed and it's about their growing friendship how she learns to be more brave and more confident and uh, Karanosuke has to hide the fact that he's a boy from everybody else in the complex yeah yeah it's uh it's it's an interesting gr group of characters for sure um yeah and it's it's neat to see how their relationships are working and not working and being yeah. understood and misunderstood and uh, all sorts of stuff. I, I really like a, f a few of the other tenets of the apartment b b building that are just just so out of touch with the world yeah. that yeah. they understand everything through their one obs obsession that's like oh mm. that's like this character from this video giga game and I, 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 i'm just like this is ridiculous um but then to see, see how they are dealing with and understanding what is happening uh to the the main characters and 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 stuff like that and how they relate to that is interesting to see all that good stuff but yeah that's a about it I, I guess the main problem of the story that yeah. we should mention is that their apartment building uh is about to be renovated and turned into a hotel and they weren't all necessarily aware of that um they should have they should have been uh, but they weren't mm. all necessarily aware. Uh, and yeah, so they need to kind of come up with something to be like, hey, we still live here. We want to keep living here. Uh, how do we fix that? How, yeah. how do we make them not renovate our building? So that is the, the big like problem that they are facing and they are trying to come up with solutions. Mm. Go. Uh, I think that's kind of about it for basic synopsis stuff. So I say we take a quick break for housekeeping uh, and then we will be right back after that. 
We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Uh, big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier and above. So thank you to Sam. Thank you so Thanks, much. Sam. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, and thank you for being in our supposed hypothetical heist that we've been planning on, uh, <laughs> on the captain's yeah. log, uh, to be Thanks our for hacking for us, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's been great. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, exciting stuff that we have been doing here at the whatnots. Again, I've been on vacation. Uh, so there's been a number of guest hosts here on the whatnots review show go check all of those out they uh covered some interesting stuff on those um i just got back on the captain's log a couple days ago uh mentioned some of the things that i did on my vacation all sorts of stuff uh but we are about to have marvel's what if on disney plus yeah uh, so we're about to start up our reactor cores on that every Wednesday night. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know exactly what time we were doing the low key ones at like 630 PM Eastern time. I probably going to be somewhere around the there, uh, but keep an eye on our Twitter, uh, which is at the whatnots. Uh, so you guys can know the exact time for that stuff. Uh, Suicide Squad just came out. I watched it last night. I know we are planning on doing a reactor core for that as well. Uh, Again, we don't know exactly when we're going to be recording that, uh, but that'll be out on the feed very soon. Uh, So keep an eye out for that as well. Yeah, that's about it for housekeeping, I think. Uh, Melissa, let's get on to spoilers. There we go. We are officially in mm-hmm. spoiler territory. Uh, can you believe Will Smith shows up and 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 kills himself ag- again with 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 these jellyfish? Uh, <laughs> Does he do uh, that in a movie? Yeah, it's uh, what movie is, is it, this? Is it seven? No, what? Now I, now I need to look and do that. But uh, he I don't think is, he's yeah, in he seven. Does. Will Smith. It's a movie where he gets eaten by jellyfish. jellyfish is this an After movie. Earth? No, it's not. After this is an I Am Legend. Pounds. Seven pounds. Yeah. Uh, that that was a very depressing movie. Don't go watch that one. Uh, okay, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got he, it. Uh, 
anyways. Um, Let's watch Men no. in Black several more times. Exactly. That that works. That works instead. Um, okay, Princess Jellyfish. So I I need to have this uh, Wikipedia page pulled up. Yeah, the Wikipedia page is very at, helpful. At names here, uh, and there's a good handful of characters. Yeah, there, not that many of them, though. This is a story with, like, a fairly small character yeah. list, a fairy, you know, small scope. There's not a lot of plot not threads sprawling. going on. Yeah, and, like, the supporting characters in the um, uh, the complex where she lives, what is this called? Uh, Amami Zukan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, the supporting characters there don't have their own subplot. <laughs> Not not yet, at yeah. least. Um, they they do kind of help out every now and then, and their specialties kind of come into play somehow, some mm-hmm. way. I'm I'm sure I'm sure we will get more of them down the road. Yeah. If we kept reading this, especially as uh the main character, her name is Sukimi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she yeah, she is starting to become. Well, I guess in what we read, she hasn't necessarily become more confident, but she's discovering new things that she enjoys. Um, yeah, that I think will end up leading to her becoming more confident or taking more mm. risks uh, and stuff like that. And I think seeing how that plays out is going to be interesting through the perspective of these side characters and how they deal with her uh, <laughs> being more of a stylish. Yeah, this like you're not wanted here anymore because you did all these other things and stuff like that. Or do do they start following suit? Do do they start being like, hey, I think I can help out making these dresses and that Mm -hmm. gets me some fame and notoriety and stuff like that so that I can pay for my obsession even more (laughs) stuff like that i I have no idea but yeah i I feel like down the road we would they they would get their their own side stuff yeah yeah they're here often they are frequently present but you know uh uh mayaya doesn't have her own subplot (laughs) she's just there to support everybody else bonba we don't follow bonba's individual adventures Bonba was g- great. I l- I liked her. The- I I I think she she was maybe my favorite. Uh, <laughs> just because she is she has this like incredibly like messy curly h- h- hair. Yeah. Uh, that is it, it just like the way she's designed. It's covering half of her face, so you like you yeah. don't see her face the entire time. Um, which is kind of <laughs> honey and mysterious. I want to know very, what she very looks mysterious. Like. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I like the characters in this story. They're, they're, most of them are pretty endearing. Yeah. You know, like, even if these otaku characters are relatable, even if you're not into what they're into to the degree that they're into it, you like, you, you get like it. Yeah. yeah. You, you may see yourself in them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. <laughs> It's really funny because uh, Mayaya, I guess that's how you say her n- name, um, is really into this video game called Records of the Three Kingdoms. It's uh, like it and- seems like it was a um, 
uh, like a historical drama. It's I a think historical maybe this was... military tactical game. It's a game. I never <laughs> yes, caught on that it was a game. game. I thought I there might be a game it. component of it. I I only know it because one of the podcasts that I listen to, a video game podcast, they also really like that game. Or like one of the hosts uh, is like really into tactical, like military games. And so that is one of the ones that they've played and I've heard them talk about. So they're like mentioning characters that I've... I don't know, but I know from this podcast. <laughs> and so it's just like, this is weird. It's good. Like, I, I, yeah. It's like, I that's know she's not talking about a video game, but. Yeah. She's, obs- she's obsessed with something called Records of the Three Kingdoms, which seems like it is um, a, a Chinese, his- according to Wikipedia, a Chinese historical text which covers the history of the late Eastern Han dynasty in the Three Kingdoms period. It, so it seems like she's into the, the, that era of history and maybe like some of the historical fiction around it. She buys yeah. books. She watches like stuff on TV about it. Yeah, which is something I don't know that specific thing, but I get the historical drama nerds in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting for me to be like, I, I know it's not only a video game, like it is actual mm-hmm. history, but I know it yeah. because of video games that have like dealt <laughs> with that. Th- so it's just like, ah, oh, this is weird. But yeah, um, yeah, good, good handful of characters. I, I like the dynamic that they have in the apartment because yes. it's not, it's not a singular apartment that they all mm. have in and they each have their own room, but it is actually like an apartment building where yeah. they each have their own apartments, which I get, 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 guess more in Japanese culture. Those apartments are smaller, like one room, maybe two room things. Um, Cause they would like go into Tsukimi's room and it's only her room. Like it is that like, yeah, I don't know, like four by six tatami room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels it. like a, a dorm or something where they have like yeah. a communal bathroom and a communal kitchen and dining area. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they each like have their own space. But yeah, they have this communal space where they do a lot of uh, like shared meals. I, I think yeah. one night a week they, they do their like hot pot uh, stuff where they all they all, uh, you know, dump dump food in the pot and eat and have a blast uh but on top of that yeah none of them really have jobs per se uh some of them are are there because their parents own it or they have money from their parents or stuff Mm. like that but yeah one of them is this mangaka who does Mm. this like boys love manga um yeah and and is it they they all like help her out they're like the 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 assistants to her mm. to, they'll, they'll like ink her pages and and stuff like that and make sure they all get out to press on time uh and stuff like and i i, I like that dynamic that they they have yeah. enough time and space to 
kind of do what they want and be their own thing, but they're also so close that they're constantly running into one another. And when when the schedule is like, hey, we have a manga, they're all in like work mode where they all have like a specific role. They all Mm. know to help out with this. And if they help out with this and this manga sells, they can continue to um, eat and live there and stuff like that so they they do kind of have a job kind of yeah yeah they they do some work mayaya has a whole speech where she talks about and she's oh i got the i think tsukimi's like i said she's like 18 19 and i think the other ones maybe you know mayaya might be like 32 or something like they're all maybe within the same generation or generation and a half and she talks about how they're part of this lost generation in like Japanese culture where their parents are these baby boomers who lived through a very prosperous time and had a lot of money and then there was like this economic bubble that burst yeah yeah we're we're, (laughs) we're like they it seems like you know maybe the case is worse in Japan we're like they're really they're in a hiring freeze like as a nation like they are from a generation where it is difficult to get a job and she says yeah but our parents have a lot of savings like she has this whole speech where she's like it's not wrong that i don't have a job and i rely off my parents okay it was generationally generationally set up like this yeah yeah. they have the money why shouldn't i use it i can't get a job (laughs) i feel you on that (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, yeah i do like the uh dynamic within the apartment a lot that these women aren't antisocial they're just very intimidated by cool popular stylish people but within you know their own kind as it were they're very social with each other even if there's seemingly no crossover between their fandoms they get on with each other really well they're very supportive of one another you don't see as much that they have outside friends you presume that they do you presume bonba you know, maybe goes to uh, ride the train with other train fanatics, but they they get along so well with each other. They do have the family hot pot night every week. I like that mm. they're uh, this very close knit little family. Yeah, yeah. They like uh, I I feel like I would say they're antisocial, but I think part of what's happening in this book is kind of realizing that like. Being into stuff like that, being a nerd about something and obsessing Mm. and maybe not having the most stylish clothes or not knowing exactly what to do in social spaces exactly doesn't mean you're necessarily different. Um, Yeah. Like it you you might have your own way of doing things, but part of growing up is kind of realizing that no one knows what they're doing. (laughs) we're all just kind of stumbling around and figuring it out and i think even the as they like to call them in in the book the stylish the 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 (laughs) stylish people right they who who look like they they have it all together and know what they're doing and stuff i i feel like they also don't right like they they're just doing things in their own way and Mm -hmm. it could work it could not work uh we have a character in here who uh is uh, up to some shady stuff and uh is g- g- going about it in her own way and 
it's probably not going to work out like she's <laughs> hoping. <you know? laughs> um, but she she's so confident in like, this is what I do. This is what I know. Yeah. Like, this is the play book to get what I want. Um, which is very similar to what these women in the apartment building uh, is doing. I'm just like, this is what I know. This is the playbook yeah. that I know, and I'm going to stick to that for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they... Nobody knows. Oh, the, like, they're terrified of the stylish, but, like, every time they do encounter a stylish person, well, that businesswoman's not very nice to them, but Karanosuke... When he arrives, likes these other women well enough. And like, he's sort of like, oh, my gosh, you're wearing that. Mayaya, you're wearing a tracksuit with stirrup pants. Like, he doesn't get their fashion, but he like wants to dress them up, kind of wants to help them. You know, and I think it shows that like the things that I do are just a skill that I set myself to learning and anybody could do this. You could apply yeah. yourself. If you put forth a little bit of effort, there's really not that much different difference between yourself and a stylish. It's about if you choose to present yourself differently, you can get there. It's just about your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Or or, yeah, not not necessarily uh, presenting yourself differently, but knowing when to look a certain way or act a certain way way and stuff like that. You can still be you. You can still be obsessed with trains but if you're obsessed with trains and looking like this it might help you to get a job on said trains <laughs> or uh, in the fashion industry or to save your apartment building yeah um, they go to that somewhere. town meeting they like they want to save their apartment building and karanosuke's like you went dressed like that if you really want to make an impression on these people get them to take you seriously don't show up in your house clothes and he dresses them all up. And I like that he doesn't dress up uh, Chico because yeah. she's super into kimonos and like classical Japanese dress. And he's like, you look so fancy already. Stylish like, you look in like its own, a, own way. Yeah. 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 He's like, you look super put together. Like, I don't have to change you at all. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think his reasoning was also... Like it adds variety. Like I, I have all of these yeah. like modern looks here, but then there's this classical look here, which gives a sense of culture to, yeah. to the look, or like his historical culture and tradition uh, to to the look there. So so yeah, like they they uh, they are slowly but surely learning how to navigate the world. And uh, mm. it's, it's an interesting read to see, see them having to work together and navigate that that space there. So. Yeah, and get uh, opportunities to be more of themselves. There's a girl in the apartment complex named Gigi. who's a little bit quieter. She doesn't show up as much or say as much about, uh, you know, as the other characters do. But she's really into older men. The first yeah. time you meet her, she says she's been out at a butler cafe. <laughs> Which I had not thought about. If Japan has made cafes, they may also have butler cafe. Yeah, they have a butler (laughs) cafe with just like a distinguished, like 65-year-old man in a suit. Like, that's what she's into. And when uh, Karanosuke is trying to get some of them to come over to his house so that they can help him make a dress, he, he tells Gigi, you know, my apartment, my house is filled with pictures of 
past distinguished family members. And she's like, I get it. I'm there. She like drags everybody <laughs> and everything that she needs over to that house. And when she gets to talk to, I think it's, I forget if it's his dad or his uncle. She's like opening up a little bit, a little bit more than like you've seen her open up before. And like you since, I don't know, almost like she's kind of the thing that you want. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a possibility for you. Like, you look at these women and their obsessions and, like, so Kimi loves jellyfish. She gets a jellyfish. Chico loves kimonos. She's a closet full of kimonos. She's got these beautiful dolls that wear kimonos. You know, like, like there's some level of attainability to a lot of them. Like, Gigi, maybe she can date an older man. There may be an older man who wants to date her. Like, that could work out. Bomba's surrounded by trains. The only one it doesn't really work out for is Mayaya. She's obsessed with the historical drama. Like, I don't know how you how you get closer to that than she already is. Yeah. I mean, somehow helping out on like his like the the, the history of the clothes that they yeah. wore back then or something. I don't know. To help out then with here's why this dress will sell. And here's why this one won't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they, they each have their own their own stuff. They're interesting to follow. What did you mm. think about uh, Kurano Suke? That's his, his, his name, right? Yeah, I liked Kurano him. Suke. I think he's very sweet. I think the his backstory is interesting where he's the son of this famous politician who had an affair with a showgirl. And he, he grew up with his mother and she had this closet full of all these beautiful dresses that she would take him and show to him. Like, this is this dress I got here, and this is when I wear it, and this is what I like about it. He loved to, like, spend time with her in her closet. And then when he was a kid, his dad took him. Like, I will take full custody of the child because I come from this line of serious male politicians. I want another son. And me take the boy. And Karanasuke has no interest in politics. He misses life with his mom, and that's why he dresses the way he does. He's like, if I'm... Uh, wearing dresses all the time, nobody will take me seriously as a, a possible politician, which is what I want. Like, I want to be the misfit son if it means I don't have yeah. to follow in my father's footsteps. I have no interest in that. And he puts on the dresses and the wigs and the makeup, and it just makes him feel at home. It makes him remember those good times with his mom, and he's trying to get back to his mom. Like, his dad took yeah. him away, but his mom is still out there. He's trying to, like, get her address. Like, he doesn't exactly know how to get back to her, which is a, a journey I was interested in, but we don't get very far with that one in these volumes yeah. that we read. And I, to me, he was an interesting character because he described his cross-dressing as a hobby rather than a lifestyle. Yeah. So, yeah. He, like, th this is not... Um, I, I, I think some people might vaguely point to this as a trans character but it's not um cuz he definitely identifies as a boy as as a guy yeah. um yeah. but it, but just enjoys the fashion and the 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 stuff of women's clothes and stuff like that and is yeah doing it both as a hobby and to like get back at his father yeah for being like no screw you i don't want to be in politics <laughs> and all, all that stuff i'm gonna go do my own thing um mm. and and so like he's often seen as a woman and perceived as such yes though he does not personally identify as yeah that. 
which is yeah, an, like an I interesting said, kind of thing to 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 do. And I, I I know in a lot of Japanese manga and in a lot of Japanese manga and anime, um, there. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't live there, so I don't know exactly. But I've, I've, mm-hmm. I feel like the way they deal with uh, trans characters isn't always the best. Um, and and so something like a character cross dressing is also like this could go really bad. Uh, I, d- I don't know if this is going to be good, but I feel like they've done an OK job uh, with handling this character and not yeah. stepping on toes and not being yeah. like, ooh, that probably didn't age so well or stuff mm. like that. It's um it is him just being like, no, I'm a guy, but I I, yeah. I like these clothes. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So. I like the I like this presentation of how uh a la carte like uh gender presentation can be you know he is this is mm-hmm. cisgender male but he's like i love women's clothes i i am not a woman i don't act as a woman in any other way i just want to dress like this and yeah he's the fact that he's not acting as though he is a woman you know he doesn't uh you know i mean it's a manga i don't think he's doing a fake voice like you know i can't tell if he's altering his voice the word they, bubbles they to do make mention that like he is he has a deeper voice but it seems hmm. like it's not always noticeable so maybe he is lightening it up a bit here and there but yeah it's not huh? entirely clear yeah yeah i do like the that uh tsukimi and like everybody in this apartment building just looked at him and, and, and thought he was a woman like, yeah. <laughs> like he's never l- lying uh the only thing is that when he's like oh man like yeah th- like they're having dinner or whatever and he's like this boy loves steak and Tsukimi is like elbow him to get him to stop <laughs> like she's sort of covering for him on his behalf but there is the part where they go to his house and his yeah. dad is there and he's like yeah this is my son and they're like so your dad introduced you as your son what's what's the story there and he's like i can't come clean to these women if they know i'm a boy they'll never let me around them anymore i won't get to spend this time with Sukimi. so then he comes up with this lie where no i am a girl but my dad is so obsessed with having these strong male heirs that he like raised me as a boy yeah and then there's there's one uh there's another scene where they need to change uh his clothes uh and mm-hmm. they- pull down his sh- shirt and he has on these like this yeah. like padded bra like sharapless sh- sh- thing and 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 they're just like oh my god she has small tits <laughs> just like she's flat <laughs> flat chested right <laughs> it's like they not don't even, like yeah they it, don't it key into that compute. yeah yeah right like, they're like this is not, a woman oh who's just lying about her chest size yes yeah <laughs> It's so funny. And then and, and then that's kind of what they call him from now on. It's like, oh, yeah, the small, the small breasted girl. Um, he's just like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> yeah. And I also like that uh, Kronosuke's dad uh, finds his dressing habits a nuisance, but isn't as harsh with him as you as you might have expected. Like, he's not very hateful to it. I feel like the way he dresses is like. If he was dressing in any unusual way, his dad may have behaved the same. It's not the fact that it's 
feminine. I think the fact that it's just so over the top where he's showing up in these like super tall heels and these really bejeweled dresses. Like, I don't think he's, he's upset about the difference in like gender presentation so much. Just as the fact that he's like, oh, can't you just wear something normal? Like, I don't think he, he matter, yeah. it matters so much what normal is. Because I was reading that it's, and I'm like, I don't like there's no like specific like gendered insults he's throwing at his son he's just like oh you're you're doing something annoying again right. <laughs> you, or, or you can't wear the clothes i bought you will you go back to your room he's not calling gay right yes yes like i was expecting there to be yeah a more harsher mm. being like like i'm disowning you like go back yeah. to your mom here you know here's her her stuff but yeah, it, it is this just like, oh, you, what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> Go yeah, fix he, your outfit. He, right. Yeah, it, see, it felt so much like any, any story you've seen where a teenager comes downstairs in some like trendy outfit, outfit, like in like yeah. giant baggy jeans with chains on them or whatever. Like his <laughs> yeah. dad reacts the way like any of those sitcom dads react. Their their dad or uncle again. I'm not sure who who was who exactly, but yeah, they they reacted in a way that is also kind of a a caricature or stereotype of like an out of touch politician. When yeah, kids came over he was like i want to know what the youth think of the government and it's just like that's like what do you you are like that's why he's not reacting in this like strange way it's not Mm -hmm. that he's this like super conservative uh you know thing where it's like my son will not be a cross dresser and not be gay he's he's just like i don't understand what the kids are doing these days right who knows I don't get you. Yeah. Why don't you grow up? It seems like it's more the attitude, not like, why don't you be a man? It's like, why don't you just be an adult, please? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is an interesting take. Not what I would expect, but I feel like this book is also not necessarily trying to get into the politics of Mm. his family. It's just the fact that they are politicians. Um, yeah yeah and like his uncle is the prime minister and he's not doing a good job and i don't know if it's ever they don't they get into that deeply like why people don't like him what the public opinion is we just know that it's bad and his uncle's stressed out and is like yeah kind of a flake about things and is like drunk and is like i don't (laughs) people hate me (laughs) i'm just gonna hide out of my brother's house and and pester my nephews wow yeah, That's his uncle's 10. an odd. <laughs> his uncle's kind of an odd buffoon, and his dad is a little bit more serious and trying to like improve the the family image and like climb up the political ladder and like bring his older brother with him. Yeah. Speaking of, let's talk a little bit about that older brother. Shoo. Um, this is the one. Yeah, that that did take after the father and did get into politics is a much more straight laced well put together uh kind of quiet and reserved guy yeah uh but is is in this for like he 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 is the like salary man type of thing where he is working hard he is all about his business and that's it 
Like, mm-hmm. besides the job that he does, you don't see any kind of hobbies or what he's into or stuff like that. Um, and yeah. he is kind, kind of embarrassed by his younger brother, but not so much that he, like, won't really be seen around him. Yeah. He's, he's just like, ah, you're here. Like, this sucks. Now I have to figure out how to get you out of e- e- yeah. here. But it's not this, like, huge crisis of just like, oh, my God, that's I'm not mm-hmm. related. No. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You know, he's yeah. Just like, they, they, right, they... Now I have to deal with you. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a, a pretty solid dynamic with each other. You know, they're not. They seem close enough for being these like half brothers with like a 10, 12 year age gap between them. And, you know, mm-hmm. they both have taken such different lifestyles for as many differences as they have. It seems like they've got a, a close enough relationship. They get along well enough yeah. with each other. And then comes Tsukimi. And this yeah. is where the love triangle starts. Where yes. Tsukimi thinks the older brother is incredibly handsome and and stuff Mm -hmm. and she's super into him he's super into her as well but uh karana suke is also into her her her, and has this like added layer of the cross dressing where when she is more female presenting like she seems more at ease with him and is more yeah. comfortable and will like cry on his shoulder and stuff like yeah. that but as soon as he reminds her <laughs> that he's a g- guy she panics and is j- 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 and not so much that like oh my god you're a boy and i think you're cute but is like oh my god you're a boy and i'm associating with you <laughs> yeah 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 like she uh Tsukimi feels a lot more comfortable with Kuranosuke when he when he's wearing a dress because then it's just like oh I made a friend outside of my usual social class I made friends with a stylish and it's unusual but it's not anything bad she is intimidated when she is reminded oh this is a guy like she doesn't have a crush on him but it's just this nervousness of it's a boy I don't know what to do with boys I'm not even supposed to associate with boys I would strike out completely if I tried and I would be like kicked out of the apartment for bringing a boy in here. So she's stressed about him on a variety of levels. Yeah. And she does have like a big legitimate crush on, on Shu, who's a crush on her back, but only when he sees her, when Karanosuke has dressed her up, like he's seen her makeup on and stuff like that. And he's seen her all dolled up. Recognize her? Yes. <laughs> she's in her like <laughs> normal clothes. Yeah, yeah. Like he loves dressed up Tsukimi, and like he's interacted with uh, you know regular Tsukimi politely. But yeah, he it doesn't click with him that that's the same girl. Like she just has her glasses back on now. <laughs> so like it's his the, crush like, just Superman turns on and off with her. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic, um, because we we've seen some conflict of like uh the the uh, uh, uncle accidentally exposing that he is actually his son, 
uh, or, or something like that, the father, uh, not the uncle. <laughs> um, but uh, there, there is some stuff like that. There is this conflict with this other woman who is kind of in charge of the whole redevelopment project yeah. and is trying to kind of trick and court uh, Chu. That's his name, right? Ch- Chu or Shu? Shu. Shu. Um, is yeah, is tr- trying to kind of take advantage of him to kind of further this development project along and get some money and some political backing, and she doesn't necessarily have a crush on him, but is really only doing it for the advantages in her job, um, mm. and he is kind of not oblivious, but is somewhat of a pushover to <laughs> right yeah. to just like like no don't do this chummy but wait don't go like i like mm-hmm. i don't know what to do here this is a weird situation um and like that when when uh when sukimi sees him around her she's just panicked yeah. of of like yeah. i'm never going to have a chance this is ridiculous i hate her yeah. what is going on here what are all these feelings i don't understand mm-hmm. this um and and she's tr- 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 trying to navigate that while seemingly being completely oblivious to why Kuranosuke is doing all of this for her and being like, let's let's make some money, let's figure out how to make a a dress that looks like a jellyfish. Like she has no idea why he's spending all this time with with her, and she hasn't realized it yet. Yeah, I like Kuranosuke's crush on her. I like that he's sort of slow to like he likes her immediately. Like he finds her endearing. He has an interest in her life. He goes over there to see her. But it does take him a while to realize he has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've done so many things with hotter women in my past. Like, he talks about, like, what a heartthrob he was in, like, high school. He's in college, but he never goes. And, like, he, you know, there's a scene where he does go back to college. And all these girls are like, Kuranosuke, you're back. Do you want to carry my books, Kuranosuke? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, if I have all of these other opportunities, why am I so interested in her? Like, he's just surprised at himself that this is the time when he falls in love for this type mm-hmm. of girl. Yeah. And he like there's this one scene that I really, really enjoyed that he walks in on her kind of with these like these fabrics and blankets yeah. wrapped around her and this like thing on her head to be this kind of veil and he sees mm-hmm. her in like in in the starlight in the moonlight and he just thinks that she is this like glowing princess yeah. jellyfish and and then you 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 see what she thinks and she's just like oh he saw me in these like pathetic rags like this yeah. is embarrassing like i yeah I look like, like a mess uh, and, yeah and she's like, like draping she this beautiful yeah she's draping this fabric over herself because she's helping him make this dress and she thinks about you know when she was little and her mom told her she would make her a wedding dress and now you know her mother is dead she grows up and she thinks i'm never going to get married this is never going to happen to me but she like kind of drapes the fabric over herself like a veil and like lets herself daydream for a moment and she's mortified to have been caught in that scenario right like she's like oh my god i look like a little kid playing dress up 
And Karanasuke's like, you're beautiful. You're a princess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, they have an interesting relationship. If you had to, to make a bet, who do you think she will end up with down, down the road? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. Like it's like her and Shu have they mutually like each other. They mutually have a crush on each other. I feel like if Shu like if he was just told that's the same girl, like I don't think he dislikes a regular the the plain mode Tsukimi. He just doesn't like it doesn't you're right. It doesn't connect in his head. That's the same girl. It's not like if he learned it was the same girl that he wouldn't love her anymore. He doesn't seem like he's you know he's not a shallow man i think he would still like her like there's a possibility there like that you know if everything lined up that could work out well yeah and it, she just doesn't have a crush in karanosuke like he she, besides the fact that oh god it's a boy dude just she doesn't have any specific feelings towards him just like two boys in general yeah i'm i'm wondering if it's I'm I'm wondering if she's not going to end up with either of them. Yeah. Um, and it, it is it is more of this thing that like when Shu discovers like how obsessed she is with this stuff, not that he's grossed mm. out or put off, but it's just like, yeah, OK, like now I see you for who you actually are. Maybe yeah. I'm not as interested, but I still like you like I, you know, we can still be f- f- friends just not necessarily romantically or stuff like that yeah um and then karanasuke is yeah like uh, finally getting to help her become this person that he envisions but is also like i i I feel like the more confident she becomes in being out there and putting herself out there she might not end up being who he sees her as um which which would be an, an interesting turn um but still like i I, th- I think still having that really close relationship of of like there's there probably could be something there if they tried right like yeah it, you know but probably isn't going to work out that that's kind of where i feel like it's gonna go like it's not a archie situation where it's like well i like yeah. both of you i don't know yeah uh, yeah uh, but it, it's I, it's also not a like oh you're destined to be with this one person yeah. right just it, it it seems like she's meeting people along her path to truly finding out who she is which yeah yeah like could be romantic for a time and then mm-hmm. might move on past that so yeah and like at one point i i think karanasuke points out that she's maybe 20 and shu is 30 which isn't a huge which isn't a, a an awful age gap between the two of them but he does say like is this something that the public will find disfavorable you know if yeah. you are trying to be this politician and you do marry this woman that's that much younger than you yeah yeah, it's 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 iffy because she's that young. She's only in her early 20s, right? Where if she mm-hmm. was like 25 or 30 and he was 35 or 40, that'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah that's fine. It's mm-hmm. a big gap, but 
that's fine. You know, yeah. they can oh. do what they want. Um, yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't the gap doesn't feel that large between the two of them, I think, because Shu mm-hmm. seemingly does nothing else in life but help his father with political tasks. Like he yep. feels as inexperienced in the world as uh, Tsukimi does just mm, with yeah. different parts of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if if you had to like in, if you kept reading this book what would you want more uh, of is is there something you felt that was missing or uh something that you wanted to to see more of that they just gave you a tease of there oh i would like to learn a little bit more about Kronosuke's mom because it seems like his dad got custody of him and his seems like his mom is out there and he needs her address and it's not clear to me like did you forget what your mom's name is? Can you not look her up? Did she like, what are the other obstacles to why he hasn't gotten back with his mm, mom? Yeah. I'd like to learn more about that. Oh, I think that was the only thing where it's like, I really feel like something is missing. I would have liked that situation to just be clarified a sense. bit more, but like, I love the other girls in the, in the apartment building. I want to learn more about them. You know, we've got this no boys rule. You know, did, like, if Tsukimi's dad came to visit her, like, how does that interact with that rule? Has there mm. ever been a woman? Because this apartment complex seems like it's been going for you know, several years. Has there ever been somebody who lived there and then did find love and move out? You know, I'd like yeah. to see what their community and like they have a we see that they have a website like they have a forum for these adult otaku women. And that's how like they get people to, to live in this apartment building. Yeah, who is that larger community who's like on that website? Can we meet some of them, you know, at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Has there ever been like has Bonba ever like been on a train and seen a guy there who is as into the train as she is? You know, whether or not she's she may be interested in that person romantically, but like, you know, you're so freaked out by men. How often have you encountered a man who kind of is on your level? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be interesting to see some history or legacy. Yeah. There of like, is there someone they can go to for advice of like, hey, you used to be one of us. Like, what do mm-hmm. we do in this situation? Um, yeah, that, that would be an, an interesting character. Um, I, I definitely want to see more of Kuranasuke's other life. Like we we see him interacting with these characters, but we we don't like we we know that he does other things. Like you yeah. mentioned, he's in school, but he barely goes. He was super popular in high school. He's still super popular. He's at he's the, always clubbing at, at the club. Yeah. yeah, at one like what is his other life like? How do they interact with him? How do they treat him? And his crush dressing. Do they even know about all of that stuff? Because it seems like they don't necessarily know. Like he's not doing that at school. Yeah, we only see him go to school once, and he is wearing more traditionally masculine clothing. I think we see him like on the phone with like some of the these girls that he goes clubbing with, and they're talking about like. Would you help me pick out a dress or something like that? You know, would, would you help me do like my they makeup? Know he's fashionable, but yeah, it's not yeah, necessarily clear if they know that he crush dresses. 
It doesn't seem like something he hides. So I would imagine that maybe they do know this. And I think that would add to the oh, the yeah. joke that all the, these women of the apartment complex are so out of touch that they, 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 they mistook him for being a woman and they're the only ones yeah. who have done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that could be interesting. I, I re- really like uh, these moments where the narration comes in and uh Tsukimi is talking to her mom and stuff yeah. like that. I I I would like to see them go back to an aquarium. Um yeah. and and to interact uh with with that and learn more of like okay, now that we like have established that we are making these duresses to sell to uh save the apartment can do we only need to go off her sketches of these things or mm-hmm. can we actually go to an aquarium and view this stuff in motion and and see how it's supposed to live and move and stuff like that how will that change their inspirations is there another fish or something that they can get oh. inspired by that might help or throw things off or who knows um, yeah, I th- one of the subplots that we do start on like uh, later on in these volumes is that uh, uh, Karanosuke wants Tsukimi to make him a jellyfish dress. And he's so taken by this. Like he loves to see her work on it. He's amazed at like how in the zone she gets when she's doing this. Like he likes to see her like that. He finds it admirable. He's also like, I love these dresses. I would love to look like that. And what if we sold these? And like he has these fantasy sequences where he's like, we'll make these dresses. Then we'll be on the cover of Vogue. And like there's this little yeah. like narration bubble that says he's skipping a lot of steps here. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see that subplot continue. I would love to see if do they make more of these dresses? Do they take yeah. off the way he wants them to take off? Is there more attention for them? You know, could they start making, you know, a little fashion industry together? Yeah. Um, was there anything about this manga that maybe you didn't like as much or just didn't care for as much or just thought like, eh, that one's not that part is not speaking to me. Hmm. I don't know. I, I liked Tsukimi talking to her mom, but it, she did it a lot. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. it yeah, I think I would have liked that um, not used quite as heavily. Or like to, for her to like talk about how she does it more often. Like when I'm in dark places, I still think of my mom. You know, when I lived at home, I would go to her gravesite. But now that I've moved to the city, I, I can't. I just think about her all the time. Like, oh, right. I would have liked it to be like actively discussed more for her to like think about how she thinks when she's in these stressed yeah. out situations that I, I think becomes a problem because of what i mentioned at the start where I, mm. I feel like we we do hop around a lot to these different scenes or locations or characters um and it it the 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 the, the scene will start and progress and then just start to get interesting and then we'll sw- we'll switch to something else, and it's just like ah, mm-hmm. like stay there, like like dig in a, a bit. And I think if they did that, the narration, which like I mentioned, I enjoyed, but I, I agree with you too, happens a lot because it's switching a lot. 
And so if it digs in and stays with these scenes a little bit more and explores these characters just a little bit more, then I think that narration would come uh, at less less frequent intervals uh, and stuff, Mm. which might make it seem more natural or or more like okay we've we've spent some good t- time with this let's move on yeah yeah it's a device i like it reminded me of love alarm when the protagonist mm-hmm. in that show keeps flashing back to like all these experiences she had as a child and i'm like i i think that's interesting i want to learn more about it you were showing me the exact same footage over and over and over again. It's like, I like this. Just don't repeat it so often. Make it like slightly yeah. different. Yeah. The narration kind of reminded me of the narration in Nana. Uh, I don't know if you've read or seen no. that, that one. Uh, that's a manga that I really enjoy uh, about these two women named Nana uh, who meet on a train into Tokyo and uh, they end up becoming roommates, uh, but they are complete. They are completely different. One is like super into like girly feminine stuff, and then one is into like punk rock and smoking and like all that, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, they end up becoming roommates and really good friends and i haven't read the entire thing but it i i read the first like couple volumes and so it definitely seemed like they were falling in love and stuff like that but they had this narration that would come at like the beginning and end of the chapters that was a lot more reflective of like what had happened um, it, it seemed like the narration was in the present or the future and the actual like story that you were seeing and reading uh, was in the past. So it was like reflecting on all of the mm. stuff of like, I didn't know it then, but, you know, something, yeah. something, something. Um, and it was at, at least in the translation that I read, it was more poetic than like mm. the regular uh just like conversational speech that that you see or what you typically see for a narration it 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 seemed yeah uh i i i keep using the word reflective but just <laughs> real pensive and like mm. looking back and there's a lens of like nostalgia and endearingness i don't even know if that's a word there but yeah it was more poetic and I kind of uh-huh. felt the same way about this too, not in the sense that it was poetic, but it was very personal. Uh, yeah. And and so, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that. But yeah, you're right. It was just like, okay, this is happening a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, before we close out, I just want to mention, I really like the art in these books. I think it's yeah. lovely, clean lines. Like it's a show with, uh, it's a story with like a smaller cast. It's very personal and introspective and there's just a lot of emotional close-ups on everyone's face but all the emotions are portrayed so well you know the art designs are endearing to look at i like the how differently the characters would be illustrated like um yeah sukimi looks more like a normal person uh, than the other women of her apartment building do but i liked them i liked that they were like a little bit more exaggerated 
I think they're different body types. Like they're all like shaped and yeah. sized completely differently. They're all very vivid and striking. Yeah, I love what Mayaya is always doing. I don't understand it, but I like how like consistently like dramatic she is, like waving her arms around and jumping around and yelling yeah. and Yeah. <laughs> I dig the art, yeah. And like yeah, I said, the all these different really... outfits, gorgeous. Yeah, the, the outfits, the sense of fashion, uh, I think yeah. really shines through. And yeah, these like magical moments where it punches in on a character and it has them longing for something yeah. or ex expressing some kind of emotion where either they don't know what it is or they're scared or yeah, there there is this like sense of love or something that they are they are feeling when it punches in on that the detail and the, the artwork and mm -hmm. on, on that is gorgeous um so absolutely worth checking out not necessarily my cup of tea or what i yeah. would read on my own uh if i was just checking through some manga stuff but uh yeah it's a slice of life romance mm -hmm. kind of uh fashion stuff which those are always interesting to check out yeah good stuff indeed i liked Alyssa. it it's charming absolutely do you want to check in on bingo yeah and i wanted to ask you because we didn't clear this up a couple weeks ago was i permitted to keep playing bingo while you were gone because i did I say go for it <laughs> I say awesome. Why not? Okay, because I got like five things. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was gonna say um, I got five bingos. What? No, Melissa, stop! No. You take it back. <laughs> I did get my first bingo though. Finally, hey. I am catching up to you. But yeah, Maniac uh, was a show that went to so many places. So I was able to yeah. get uh, a courtroom scene, crashing a fancy party, a one-shot sequence. And a spaceship AI. They've got that supercomputer yeah. who's controlling their lab facility, which isn't literally a spaceship, but it's close I, enough. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm, what I meant. I, I'll let you get that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then Check, check Please gave me Tall Guy and Small Guy are friends. <laughs> good, good. Um, I think the only one I can do for this one is... Yeah, all guy and small guy are f f friends. Just with the height difference between Mayaya and uh, Banba. Yes, yes. But I feel I feel like that's maybe stretching it, considering no, they're like Otaku that's what. And... No, that's what I meant. Like when I wrote down just okay. any visually throwing two characters together, I wrote tall guy and small guy are friends. But like, gender doesn't matter. They could oh, be two right, different right, sized right. Yeah, animals I, yeah. and it doesn't matter. They, you know, they could I, friends is relative. Maybe they're dating. Maybe they're just like a comic relief duo frequently thrown together. I would count I, I, them I for that square of that. They are both tenants in this apartment. I don't know if I would describe them as friends exactly because of how so. much they are into this like otaku stuff. I, I call them friends. I think you frequently see one in the company of the other and they'll go out and do things like non-fandom related things. Like we're going to this bathhouse together just to take a bath. Yeah. We're going to the grocery store together to make dinner. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, that's the only one that I got from. Yeah, it's good. This one. No robots blamed for murder. No magic book. <laughs> no. I still don't have evil. a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still don't ancient... have a g- g- ghost. I'm waiting to get to ancient evil. <laughs> that's that's a very fun one. We should have had it already. <laughs> we should have. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, you said that you you mentioned you got a bingo based off some of the stuff that you have. Yeah. There. Can can you read off the the ones that have right. given you a bingo? Let me open that back up. Uh, fight in the rain from Dark. Mom in an apron from The Way of a House Husband. Uh, spaceship AI and one shot sequence from uh, uh, Maniac, and then Adult mm-hmm. doesn't understand kid. Which is like one of the first ones I wrote down, and now I don't remember what that was from. Yeah, I I, I haven't written down any of the things that these are. Yeah, I didn't denote from. these. Oh, it was the Mitchells versus the Machines, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. That would make sense. Well, it doesn't understand kids because I the one that I have uh the 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 only bingo that I have right now is awkward hand touch. Mom ah! in a- apron, the sound of cicadas, mysterious scar, and titties. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's that's what, what I, I got. I forgot that you didn't write down like dark. Definitely, in several instances of mysterious scar. I definitely give you that for dark. I I, I think that's what I put for dark. I think because there there is the the Wooler and his oh, eye, right, right. and uh, I thought you were listing ones you still had yet to get. Okay. <laughs> oh no no no! This is the being being okay. that I uh, that I got. So. Anyways, that's our update bingo. for review show bingo. Uh, we've been playing yeah. bingo with uh, a bunch of movie and comic book tropes. Uh, this we're is just fun. Con- continuing along to see how many bingos we can get till the end of the year. Uh, and then I think starting in the new year, we'll start with a clean card and maybe a slightly larger card. Uh, yeah. So keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, that's it for bingo. So, Melissa, do you have any mm-hmm. recommendations, stuff that you would recommend if people liked this, they might want to check out? Yeah, uh, this is a show I've mentioned many times. <laughs> You're probably tired of me always just pulling this out of my recommendation back pocket. But a while ago, we covered an anime called Watakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, which is about a, a woman one, yeah. who, go, who goes to an, uh, a new office job. She's a big otaku. I think she's really into like boys love manga. I think that's what it was. and Something like that. Yeah, all of her relationships have have been ruined when her boyfriends find out what a nerd she is. And she's like, I'm going to a new job. I'm getting a fresh start. I can't let anybody know that's what I'm into. I'm just going to act normal. But she gets to this office and like this old school friend of hers is there and he knows everything she's into. And she's like, oh, my God, he's going to break my secret wide open. I can't get a boyfriend here. (laughs) And he's like. If you're such a, a big nerd about that, I, he's like a huge gamer. He's like, I have trouble interacting, you know, with people, too, who aren't on my level of fandom for something. He's like, if this is so hard for both of us, why don't we just date each other? And it's about yeah. them dating each other out of convenience 
and then figuring out like could this be a real loving relationship yeah yeah that's, yeah that's I, I dug that one. a lot i really like stories about people who uh not just in the general perhaps more western sense of like being a nerd just sort of feeling like a misfit or a, or an outcast or, or whatever but people who have this life-defining obsession and how that uh it, it affects other parts right. of their life and their relationships and, and their habits and their goals and things like that and that was a good story for that one yeah uh, i recommend that we did an anime movie a while ago was it flavors of youth flavors of youth was that what it was called three short stories yes centering kind of around food yeah 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 it was uh it was called flavors of youth it was a combination japanese and chinese animated movie production you know it is like kyle said an anthology film these three little stories they relate to a food in some way like a food that gives you a memory of your past but one of these stories is about a woman who's a fashion model and she's yes, that's getting right. yeah she's like in her 30s and she's kind of on the cusp of maybe not being able to be a supermodel anymore and it's about her dealing with that so if you just want to see more anime fashions that's a good place to go and then uh another recommendation i could not remember the name of this show like everything i googled wasn't getting it to me <laughs> so i just googled neat anime <laughs> <laughs> neat being the abbreviation for not in education employment or training so like the women of the apartment That's complex yeah. in yeah. in princess jellyfish the show i was trying to get to i did find it is called uh osamatsu san this is a show that sam was super into like three or four years ago and we watched a bunch of it and then i completely forgot what the name was and i'm like yeah do you know the one about the brothers I, is Sam awake? Can I text Sam now? What's it called? It's called Osamatsu-san. And Osamatsu is one of these um, six brothers. They're sextuplets, I think. And all okay. of his brothers have oh. names. Like, they, all their names end in Matsu. Like, Ichimatsu, something else Matsu. I just called the show mm -hmm. The Matsus, which is why I couldn't remember the name anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> I know I can't Google that. That's not going to get it to me. But this is... Um, a comedy it's just about these six brothers who have you know six adult brothers who still live with their parents and have nothing going on in their lives and it's about them like you know, trying to find girlfriends trying to find jobs getting into like you know money making schemes stuff like that it's yeah. very silly uh I, I think it was based on a manga or maybe not even a manga maybe something more like a comic strip it feels very comic strip like and not just because these brothers all vaguely look like John Arbuckle. <laughs> okay. I don't remember much about the show because it was something I would watch through Sam. I don't know how long it is. I don't know where you find it. I just remember it being kind of fun. There you go. There's just some good recommendations. I, I, I think those, those work there. Um, I have a few. I already yeah. mentioned Nana. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I, I think you would like that one if you enjoyed this book as well. I really enjoyed that that one for a slice of life kind of romance book that seemingly wouldn't be uh, like my cup of tea. I loved it. I thought that book was phenomenal. Um, and yeah, I, I highly recommend checking that one out. I do have to kind of give a warning. I don't think that book ever got finished i know the creator oh. got sick 
uh, as like later in the books, like I I think it made it to like 14 something volumes and then she got sick and went in the hospital and oh. I just stopped making it. And by the time she got back out, she it was like a year or two down the road and it was just like, I'm going to work on other things now. Um, so. I don't think it ever properly wraps up, but I know uh, that a lot of people really like that that book, and I think it is worth checking out regardless because it is very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, another manga that we've checked out here on the show that I would recommend is The Drops of God. Um, yeah. This is about another person who is kind of like super into... Well, I guess the main character in this sense is not super into it, but has been trained from a young age to actually really know a lot about this stuff. Yeah. And he just doesn't realize it yet. Um, And so, yeah, it's them uh, basically trying to find these handful of lines that uh their deceased father has like not left behind but hinted at they exist Mm. they're out there you need to find them um and whoever finds the most of them will inherit my collection of lines and uh it this book kind of reminded me of that in the sense that these characters are like so into their one specific thing and that book was so into its one specific thing uh mm-hmm. with that i i i i think the drops of god would be one to check out uh and then i had another one Let's see if i can find it again i don't remember what it was it was another something that we covered on here for anime or manga or something um gracious let's see here i'm scrolling through our list of <laughs> all of the stuff it's quite a storied history yeah so sweetness and lightning is good it was, mm-hmm. it was good um was it I guess I don't remember. <laughs> oh. This is why I need to start writing these things. Oh, fairy like, tale I... is also about uh, a bunch of characters who live together. If the shared living spaces part is important to you, fairy tale had that. Here's one that I can recommend. Kids on the Slope. Uh, yeah. This is a favorite of mine. Um, it is kind of a slice of life music romance. Um, and the anime ad- ad- adaption of the manga is fantastic. It's by the same guy who does Cowboy Bebop and Space mm-hmm. Dandy and all the, that stuff. Samurai Ch- Champloo and uh, stuff, 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 stuff like that. And this is a slice of life uh story and it is kind of about these kids being into music in their relationship with that and falling in and out of love of music as well as with themselves and with each other and stuff like that and it's it's a phenomenal story 
and I cry every time I watch that one. Aww. It is so good. Uh, but yeah, that that would be a another like slower slice of life uh thing that I think you guys would enjoy. So yeah, there you go. That's a good one. That's from long ago. That was like in the first five episodes you and I ever did together. Yeah, I was like, here's one of my favorites. <laughs> we need to do this one. <laughs> yeah. So okay. good stuff. Good stuff. So Melissa, it is your turn to do some pitches. What do you got? Yeah. For me? Well, first, let's talk about our end of the month special. We sure. we didn't confirm this to the audience on our last episode. So earlier this year, we do at the end of the month, we do an episode where we continue one thing to its conclusion instead of jumping around every week. Earlier this year, uh, we watched all four seasons of Halt and Catch Fire. We watched all three seasons of Dark. We've got another TV show queued up for later in the year. But this month is sort of a break. Uh, and we wanted to try something new. We are going to be reading a book, a, a prose Whoa. book, because we <laughs> frequently describe ourselves as book club style. And we certainly read many graphic novels and comics. But I thought, uh, let's read a book, one traditional book once to say that we did yes. it. So at the end of the month, we're going to be reading. I don't know if you'd call this a traditional book. Uh, we are reading House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. This is a book I've heard about frequently. I pitched it to you. Uh, you you agreed. Yeah. You agreed to this giant thing, Kyle. I certainly is... did. I didn't re realize it was going to be that big, but it's interesting because it's not your typical standard prose novel. No. Which is kind of why yeah. I was like, if we do a book, we should probably do something like this that we probably, if we do decide to do books down the road, on more stuff like this there's probably few and far between things like this so let's just yeah. do this one and knock it out yeah this is the most book that we could do i'm it's daunting but i'm glad we didn't pick like a story that we could easily imagine as a movie i look at this thing i don't know how this could be a movie is what a book this is a book's book yeah. for sure the story is about a couple, it's about a family who lives into a new house and they find that the house is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Uh, I found this in the horror section. So there's uh, the, some uh, construction horror around that. Architectural horror. I don't know what you'd call this mini genre. It's an architectural horror story. As <laughs> the family deals with this weird house. Oh no, the columns, they're ionic. No! <laughs> uh, that's the main story, but there's a lot of, like, this is, there's framework around that. Like, there's, like, a guy who, like, gets manuscript pages from somebody else. Like, it's several generations until you get into what the main story is. And the book has a lot of supplementary material and appendices and, like, weird notes and footnotes. The pages are arranged very strangely. This is a huge book, but, like, I open it up. Some pages have, like, three words on them. The text yeah. is arranged very strangely, which is another reason I've been curious to check this book out. This is all I knew about it. It's a spooky house and like it doesn't present text the way a normal book presents text. Yeah, which is why despite it being like 700 something pages, it's like, yeah. OK, well, that's not so bad. Like that since yeah. there's some that have like one sentence on the entire page. 
Uh, yeah, and I did the math, yeah. and we'd only have to read like 33 pages a day every day until we get to the end of the month, which isn't terrible, go. you know? Not bad. So that's the end of the month. Just letting you guys know ahead of time. But next week, it is my turn to pitch you ideas for next week. And I have three audio dramas. Ooh. And these are all newer audio dramas. I think two of these like just wrapped up and one of them is from like late 2019. These are all things I just cool. found in like the last week or two. And I'm like, cool. oh boy, fresh That's audio exciting. dramas. Time to bring them to Kyle. Pitch number one is a show called Look Up. This uh, comes out of the uh, Bright Sessions family of products. This is a show written and created and starring Brigham Snow. There's hey, Caleb from that show, you may Brig remember. And Snow. Yeah. Brigham Snow, quite a pal. And this show is about uh, these two young men who have parents who are in this mission to Mars. And so they, they knew each other when they were kids, when their parents were like at this uh, base doing all this training, getting ready to go to Mars. And so they were really closely bonded during that period when they were like nine or 10 years old. And now it's later. They're in high school. They lost touch. They haven't seen each other in years. And their parents are due to come back. And so they reconvene back on this beach base, you know, like your, your Cape Canaveral or what have you. And the mm -hmm. audio drama, I've only listened to episode one so far. It's just about these two boys like catching up, trying to learn like, where, where are you in your life? Why did we lose touch? Where do we want to go? And like lots of worries about what are we going to do when our parents get back? How will they think about us when they haven't seen us in a decade? Will they be disappointed in us? Will we be disappointed in them? How is the real experience yeah. going to live up to this thing we've been building up in our heads for so long? Reality versus expectations. Yeah, yeah. It's And like the boys were like sort of celebrities. These are the children of the Marstronauts. And so they talk about dealing with that sort of weird B-level fame throughout their lives. Got okay. some neat stuff it's playing with. But yeah, look up. That is 10 episodes. And then uh, pitch number two is a show called Passenger List. Ooh. This show is two seasons. Both seasons are eight episodes long. So 16 episodes total. I found this and uh, binged all of season one this week. <laughs> it's, it's really good, Kyle. I'll tell you that up front. This one's really good. Passenger okay. List is a show that stars uh, Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars as huh. this woman whose twin brother was on a flight from New York, for a flight from London to New York that went missing. They don't have crashed. You know, the, the FAA has been telling him like it was a bird strike. A bird got in the engine. We think the plane went down. We're still trying to find it. What are you doing? Playing the lost me, 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 music. It's very lost. It's very lost. So it's about this young woman who says, I don't believe that. There's no way that happened. So many people have moved on. Her parents are moved on. They're like, we're having a funeral for your brother. And she's like, he's not dead, probably. You don't have a body. I'm not showing up to that. I, I think it's a sham. It's her yeah. investigating what may have happened to this flight. Uh, in every episode, like she's trying a different angle. She's talking to the people who knew the pilot, people who knew the co-pilot. There were these 
uh, missionaries from Africa on the plane? Did they maybe were they carrying some disease that infected everybody? Like what could have sent the plane down? Uh, you know, she's got like secret sources. It, it's a lot yeah. of secrets and conspiracies and espionage. And she's just like a college student who doesn't know what she's doing. She just knows she needs to find out what happened. Like she can't rest until she has an answer. And she's like cool. not going to school, not talking to her family. Everything's falling apart around her as she's just trying to scrape her way to the bottom of this. Interesting. Interesting. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been digging that one a lot, as I said. And pitch number three is a show called Ronstadt. This is, um, how many episodes Ronstadt. is this? Ronstadt, can, can, can you spell that? Yeah, R-O-N-S-T-A-D-T. Okay. This is nine episodes, and this is a show produced by Q-Code, who's produced some great audio uh, dramas in the past. And Rhett and Link from the YouTube show Good Mythical Morning. They're, they're the stars of this. Interesting. <laughs> and so this, yeah, this stars a guy. Uh, this is a story about a guy named Ronstadt who has a sort of, he's sort of keyed into the supernatural. And he gets a job working at a 911 call center late at night handling their like X-Files of calls. Like every time anybody gets anything weird, they're like, Send it to Ronstadt. Ronstadt will deal with it. So it's about him weeding out like hoaxes and people who are panicked about nothing from what he thinks could be real supernatural problems. And he goes out there and he tries to solve them. Uh, and it's set in L.A. and it's described as a supernatural noir comedy. Hmm. Natural noir comedy. Yeah. So we've got a variety of different tones here we've got that look up is this very small interpersonal emotional story passenger list is this mystery thriller yeah okay okay interesting these are all good choices good picks. um hmm Oh, this is a tough one, actually. <laughs> I don't These know. are all good shows. I don't want to sway you in any way. I will say that, like I said, it, Passenger List is two seasons, and I already burned through season one, and I'm very excited to get to season two. I'm, I, I mean, personally, that's the one I'm leaning towards, but also. I like the idea of like I know who Rhett and Link are like I'm aware of their channel but I don't really mm. watch them or all that stuff and so I just like I I'm interested in the idea of like what do these two YouTubers sound like acting as other characters and stuff like that like that's interesting to me uh let's let's go with passenger list okay <laughs> I, I, I just, all... it's so so on brand for right. both of us <laughs> right and these are all strong options i listened to season one of passenger list i've listened to the first couple episodes of the other shows they're all good and like they're all newer shows so we're living in cool. a great time for audio dramas there's another show i just started called bridge water what is it uh, bu, 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 bu. Look, Bridgewater, yes. 
Yeah, which is from uh, Aaron Mankey, the creator of Lore. Lauren Shippen's yes. also working on this. Passenger that's List, yeah, that's a Lauren yeah. Shippen production. She's like yeah. directing a lot of it, co-writing a lot of it. I, I'm happy you chose Passenger List. There's a lot going on with that one. Passenger List. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So we are going to do both seasons, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, which cool. is a total of I'm... 16 episodes, and they're like in the uh, like 30, 40 minute range. Perfect. I am down with that. That sounds wonderful. Uh, I'm excited. Next week, Passenger List, the audio drama. Uh, you guys can get that where you where ever you get your podcasts on your podcasting app of choice. Uh, just look up Passenger List or Passenger List podcast. I'm I'm sure you can find it there. Um, yeah, there you go. And then don't forget, end of the month, uh, House of Leaves, which is interesting mm -hmm. that we're covering that one because we've covered an anime by the name of House of Five Leaves early on in, in yeah review show stuff there so there you go house of leaves at the end of the month uh pa pa passenger list seasons one and two this next week i'm super excited about that melissa where can the people mm -hmm. find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities this is me and my brother Jams talking about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. Jams was uh, my guest co-host last week while Kyle was gone. We talked about a, a fun hockey-based rom-com comic called Check, Please. <laughs> yeah, so you can hear more of us on Saturday Morning Obscurities. Our last episode was about a, uh, a Cartoon Network show from, I think, 2011 called The Looney Tunes Show. I'm going to do some Looney Tunes content to kind of go along with Space Jam, A New Legacy. And this was go. a sitcom, basically, where all the Looney Tunes characters reinvented into like a sitcom format where Bugs and Daffy were uh, mismatched roommates. It's one of those. And it's surprisingly a very strong show. It's very funny. Interesting. OK, good stuff. Good stuff. Go check all that out. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to follow all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. And uh, with that, I guess we are getting out of here. This has been episode 169, I believe. That's I what you said. Uh, yeah, of The Whatnots review show. So we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.